Blessed indeed be the name of the Lord. Our scripture this morning for the first Sunday of the year comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version, Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, Wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed this star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go! And search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child would marry his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The word of God for us this morning. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for being able to worship you and glorify your name, to celebrate the birth of your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for this scripture and for the opportunity you give us to share from it. We ask that you'll open our understanding and our minds and our hearts to receive it, and that you'll give me your thoughts to be my own. We pray that in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. When we hear magi, we immediately think of magician, you know, the people that do the tricks for cards or pulling rabbits out of a hat or some other kind of magic trick. But when we speak of wise men or magi in the scriptures, these are not magicians. These are not to be confused with magicians that even existed back then, which were considered charlatans and tricksters. These magi were of a completely different group. They were considered astronomers, philosophers, religious men, holy people. In fact, they were kind of similar to the priests in the Jewish society in the sense that they were consulted by kings and rulers in order to get advice on what to do. You see, these magi looked to the stars to read the stars to come up with what was about to happen. They would try to look for signs in the heavens that would foretell things that were to come. The Magi studied the heavens every single day. 
because they wanted to see if there was any change in the natural order of the night sky. They wanted to observe because they were looking to see if there was any shift or move in constellations. And they had already charted a lot of the sky to know where the stars were supposed to be. They were used to the seasonal patterns in which some stars were more visible than others. So it only makes sense that when something changed in the heavens, when something changed among the stars, it was the Magi who first noticed it. It was they who were able to see it because they were looking up this whole time. You see, there are signs around us all the time, but if we're not looking for them, we'll miss them altogether. If we're not paying attention, we can drive right by a sign and never see it. There are things that we are so used to seeing that they just kind of blend into the background and we no longer look at them. And for many people, the heavens were like that. They saw the heavens, skies every night, and they didn't think anything of it. But for the Magi, it was a reason to study and to look for a sign from God. And so they were expecting at some point to see something new. They were expecting at some point to see a change that would for them mean a message from God. And so when they saw this star appear in the sky, they went to their studies to find out what the star could mean. The Magi were the ones who went into the Jewish scriptures and other ancient writings to see where there was any kind of mention of a star that would signal the coming of something new. They had discovered that it was from the Jewish tradition that there was a prophecy that a Messiah would come and they saw the star rising in the east as a sign that he had arrived. So when the Magi arrived in Jerusalem looking for this new king, when they arrived saying that they had seen a star rise in the east, when they came and told Herod, the current king, that they were looking for a king of the Jews who had been born, you can imagine the commotion that it caused because the other people had not been looking up. They had not been paying attention to the signs. They had not been expecting anything new. It caught him completely by surprise. And we got three sets of reactions to the news. And I would say that after thinking about it, there was really four reactions that I could cover today. The first one was the reaction of Herod. Herod, who was the king, felt fear and hatred towards this new king that had been born. We have to remember what kind of man this was. This was a man who, as he grew older and had been in power for so many years, he ruled for over 40 years, so this man had become very suspicious and paranoid of anybody who he felt was a threat to the point that he had killed several of his sons because he thought they were after his job. You know, that's pretty, that's pretty extreme when you think about it. He had killed some of his sons because he was worried that they were going to try to take his kingdom from him. And so when he heard about this newborn king, the reaction that he got was fear, was hatred. 
You know, there are still people today that when they think Jesus, they fear what Jesus brings. They fear him because they know that if Jesus really came for them, if God really loved them that much, then this should elicit a reaction from them. It means that they should find out who he is and be in relationship with him. And they're afraid of that because that would mean change in their lives. You see, Herod had it just like he wanted him in control of everything, ruling with an iron fist, and Jesus coming to be the new king would take away his power. So there were some in Jerusalem who experienced fear. They were afraid of what Jesus' coming would bring. The second reaction was indifference. The chief priests and the scribes of the people, they heard the, the, the information. They were asked by Herod, hey, do you guys know anything about this? And they said, oh, sure, we do. You see, Scripture says that in Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, there's going to be a Messiah that's going to come, a shepherd of all the people, a new leader that's going to arise from the line of David. They knew about all this. But their reaction was what? Indifference. They didn't rush out of Herod's palace to go find his newborn king. They didn't try to get more information about where he was and, and what this meant to them. Their indifference was just extreme. If I knew that the king had been born, I would want to go find out about him. I would want to go find him. But they were indifferent, and their indifference was emblematic of the Jewish reaction that would later face Jesus in his ministry. There were so many in the Jewish nation that met Jesus but could not accept him as the coming Messiah. They would be the group that would ultimately yell out, crucify him, crucify him. The third reaction was the one of the Magi. The desire to find and worship the newborn king. The Magi, realizing that the star appearing meant something incredible, were willing to leave the comfort of home and go on this pilgrimage to Bethlehem to find the birthplace of the newborn king. This is the reaction of people who are willing to drop everything at the feet of Jesus, that are willing to go and step out of their comfort zone in order to be in the presence of Jesus, the newborn king. And as I think about this, there is a fourth reaction, and it's being oblivious to the birth of the king. There were some people that slept right through that silent night, there was people that never knew that a king was born in Bethlehem. There was people that weren't looking, weren't paying attention, and simply didn't care to find out about this newborn king. You know, when Herod heard the news from the wise men, he was so frightened that he wanted to find a way to end this right here and right now. You see, it's a lot easier to take out your competition when they're a baby than it is after they have risen to power and have support. And so Herod was already trying to scheme, okay, I know what I'll do. I'm just going to nip this one in the butt. I'm going to take care of it right now. I'm going to find out everything I can so that I can end this newborn king 
before he comes for my throne. So Herod had gathered the chief priests. He had heard about it being in Bethlehem. He gathered the wise men secretly and he talked to them and he said, okay, tell me more about when you saw the star. You see, in Herod's mind, he was doing all the calculations. He was trying to figure out where and when this baby was born because if he could get that information, he felt confident that he could end this threat before it ever began. And then he, he told the wise men, you know, why don't you all go ahead and find him? And when you do, come back my way so that I can go and pay him homage to, so that I can go and show him my respects. We all know that's not what he wanted, but that's what he told them. He said, just, just go find him and come back this way and let me know where you find him. After speaking with Herod, the wise men set out with the star again ahead of them until they found the place where the child was. There's something to be said about searching for Jesus until you find him because he is certainly always searching for us. He is certainly always for us. And so we need to learn to be always for him, always searching for him, always looking for him, always looking for an opportunity to lead people to him. You know, there's 365 days in a year. What would happen if every single day we made it a point to mention Jesus to at least one person? Just one person. It could be at the grocery store. It could be, it could be at work. It could be in the carpool line. Anywhere you are, what if we make it a point to tell somebody about Jesus, about our experience with Jesus, about what he came to do when he was born in that manger, about the love that he showed for us when he went to the cross? If we just took the time to sit with a stranger, you know, I call these divine appointments for a reason. I think that God puts us in different places at different times so that we can share Jesus with others. But oftentimes our reaction to those opportunities are either fear because we are afraid to say something because they might take it the wrong way or indifference. Uh, they're not going to care about this. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to say anything. You see, we have to be like the Magi. We have to be willing to share Jesus, to come to Jesus, to search for Jesus and to tell people about Jesus. When they came to the palace, they weren't shy. We're looking for the king of the Jews that has been born. When somebody asks you, are you looking for the king of the Jews? Are you willing to say yes? And I have found him, and I know who he is, and I know who he can be for you. We have to be willing to tell others that Jesus is the Messiah that was waited for. The reaction to finding Jesus should always be one of joy and celebration. The scripture says that when the star stopped over the place where the baby was, they were filled with joy. And I, I want to add excitement. They finally had arrived. You know, X marks the spot. In this case, star marks the spot. And they found the place and their reaction was just overwhelming joy because they had found the king that had been born. And the scripture says that they went in and they bowed down, knelt down before Jesus. 
and brought out their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The symbolism of these gifts is so important because each one of these gifts said something about who Jesus was, who he would be, and what he would be about. Let's take them one at a time. Gold was a gift fitting of a king. It was a reminder that Jesus was king of kings and lord of lords. Not in the way that people were used to back then, where the rulers ruled by force and by strength, but in the fact that he would be above all of that, that he would be different because he would be the one who came to show that even death could not defeat him, that he was truly above it all, that he was truly the son of God. Gold was fitting of a king because when a king was born, you didn't bring materials that were easily available. You brought the rare stuff, and that was gold. The second gift was frankincense. This gift was fitting of a priest. It was used in worship as it was burned in the altar along with the sacrifice. Its sweet perfume was to reach the heavens along with that burnt sacrifice and be pleasing to God. You see, the function of a priest was to serve as a bridge between God and the people. They were to bring the offering and the sacrifice of the people to God so that God could grant mercy and forgiveness. It was a gift that was fitting of Jesus because certainly Jesus came to be the perfect sacrifice for our sins. He came to be the one that bridged the gap between us and God that could not be bridged through our works and could only be bridged through our faith and trust in him. And then finally, myrrh. Myrrh was used to embalm the dead. It was a gift given to someone who was to die. Think about the significance of that. At Jesus' birth, it was already being signaled that he had come into the world to die for the sins of the world, that he was here to die for his people, that he was here to give it all on the cross. Even at the birth of Jesus, there was foreshadowing of his death and also his resurrection. He came to be the light of the world to bring life to those who were in darkness. So the question for us today, as we hear the story of the Magi, as we hear what they did to find Jesus, as we hear the gifts that they brought to Jesus, the question is, how do we react to the birth of Jesus? How do we respond to knowing that God sent him son into the world because he loved us that much? How do we respond to the news that there should be joy in the world because Jesus Christ was born? Do we respond with fear, with indifference? Or does this news make us want to worship and adore him? Does this news make us want to bring our best to him? Does this make us want to be the best we can be for Jesus as we share his good news with others? I pray we are more like the wise men than we are Herod or the scribes or the chief priests or all the others that slept through the great news of the coming of the king of the Jews. I pray that we adore the newborn king 
knowing that he came into the world to save us from our sin, and knowing that he was willing to do it all so that we would know eternal life. Today, as you celebrate the birth of Jesus, I pray that you are going to share him with others throughout this year, that you're going to take the time every day to find just one person, just one person to tell about Jesus and to share your faith with. Think about the impact that that would have for the kingdom of God if every single one of us would give Jesus this gift during this new year. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you because I know that you came into this world out of love for us, that you came knowing that you were going to give yourself on the cross for our sins, that you came even though you knew some would reject you. We ask, O oh Lord, that at the news of your birth, we will continue to experience the joy of knowing that you came for us and the joy of knowing that you brought us life and life eternal. Help us, Lord, to not just keep this good news to ourselves, but to actually share it with others, that we will know that Jesus is the gift that can be re-gifted over and over and over again, because everyone, everyone needs Jesus. We pray that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.